0: District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm thrilled to be joined by Beth Alcazar and Chris Chang for a discussion about concealed carry, growing gun ownership in America, and any other trends related to firearms ownership and properly concealing your firearm. So both of you, thank you so much for coming on to talk about what's trending and also USCCA's reality check campaign. So why don't you both introduce yourselves? I'll go first since it's alphabetical. How about that, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I'm Beth Alcazar are, I've actually been with the United States Concealed Carry Association for about eight years now. I'm officially titled as associate editor, but that doesn't get to cover all the awesome stuff I get to do. I like to say that I have one foot in content and one foot in training, and uh, that's what the USCC USCC is all about, education, training, advocacy, and I get to do a lot of all of those things, which makes it one of the best jobs I think I, I could ever imagine or ever have. So it's an honor to work for a company that is is so um, forward about our opinions on getting new gun owners into the fold and so active about making sure that communication line is open and those resources are there.
2: Awesome, and my name is Chris Chang. I'm History Channel's Top Shots season four champion. And you know my, my background is I'm a self-taught amateur who works in Silicon Valley here in San Francisco, California, and decided to go audition for one of my favorite TV shows called Top Shot. And um, I ended up winning $100,000 in a pro shooting contract against all odds, You know, beating law enforcement and military and lifelong hunters and Olympic shooters. And it, it changed my life in, in ways that I just couldn't imagine. And so uh, I maintained both a day job in Silicon Valley But volunteer a lot of my time for Second Amendment advocacy for recruiting new shooters, in particular LGBT and Asian outreach. And so I'm really, really excited to talk uh, with everyone here today about uh, trends and uh, activities right, that are really exciting things happening in the gun community, reaching new audiences and supporting these uh, almost 11 million new gun owners that we've seen over the past year and a half.
0: It is so amazing to see. And I think people in the media are startled by all these statistics and more women and more minorities picking up gun ownership, but they shouldn't be surprised. Like we've seen this in the industry it just started to take fold a little bit more readily, but it's good that people are starting to finally catch up, but they have to stop kind of like otherizing it and be like, well, this is actually the reality that people are a lot more diverse in the firearms industry now, and we have to stop treating it like it's some weird anomaly. So I hope, hope, hope efforts like the Reality Check campaign and just more people picking up firearms will get that perception onto people's minds. So talk about your guys' particular involvement with the USCCA and what the Reality Check campaign entails, because I think some people may not know the organization, they may not know the campaign. So what is that all about?
1: Well, Reality Check is kind of a brand new thing that USCCA has uh, established. And pursued, and hopefully, we're going to grow. But our first event actually took place kind of at our headquarters in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. That's where USCCA is actually located. So, uh, a whole bunch of us and and an amazing group of advocates, including Chris and myself, were able to attend that and basically try to open up those lines of communication, maybe in unique ways or different ways that haven't necessarily been tapped in the past before. You said something interesting that, you know, the 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 face of firearms is kind of uh, maybe different from what that stereotype is. And luckily in the gun industry, we have seen this changing over the last couple of decades. I know my first SHOT Show was in the year 2000 and it's been great to go back not every year, but most years and see more diverse faces across the board. And those aren't just people who are, you know, maybe the marketers or the PR folks, but the competition shooters like Chris, or, you know, you've got advocates or you've got business owners, entrepreneurs, all the whole spectrum and reality check, I think is just a way to kind of mimic that or mirror that and show that it's people, everyday folks all backgrounds, all walks of life, and hopefully we'll be able to not, like I said, open that line of communication and continue that line of communication, especially with folks who might look at one of us in the reality check conversation and go, wow, he's so much like I am, or I really relate to her background. And maybe they can have some connections there that brings them in to the gun community, either for the first time, or makes it a smoother transition, or just makes it a more welcoming experience across the board.
2: And For me, I was invited by USCCA to participate in the Reality Check campaign as a way to reach out to LGBT and, and Asian shooters and, and and potential gun owners and current gun owners. And you know, the the face of the American gun owner is changing, and it has been changing over the past 20 some years. And it's and it's you know, change is exciting for a lot of people, but it's also scary you know, change is scary for, for others, but I think the idea of the reality check campaign is to talk about change isn't scary and it shouldn't be scary, especially when we're talking about all of the new gun owners that we've, uh, that we've seen over the past year and a half. This is a very exciting time for the gun community. It's, it's a really exciting time for the USCCA as well with a lot of new blood Right, new blood coming into the gun community. And, you know, for me, I've been involved in Second Amendment advocacy for the past 10 years. And even in the short 10 years that I've been involved, I've seen the face of gun owners change, you know, more diverse backgrounds, diverse trains of thought. And that's something that we should be celebrating, right? It's not something to be afraid of. Uh, Just because you aren't a part of this like new wave, it doesn't mean, you know, your rights are somehow lessened or uh, degraded by any means in fact it's the opposite right the more with all of these new faces and, and new gun owners our rights are being more protected with the more, more with more gun owners that we bring into the fold so you know it's 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 what i love about the reality check campaign is that we were bringing in voices and perspectives that span a multitude of different backgrounds. Uh, you know, mothers, uh, me representing the LGBT and Asian uh, communities and the tech white collar community as well. We had a domestic violence survivor. We had a sex trafficking survivor, and uh, and then also a, a, a dad, you know, right? So it's like gun owners span all the different cross sections All the demographics in America and the reality check campaign is shining a light on the diversity and inclusivity that already exists in the gun community.
0: That's very good to hear. And yes, it's unfortunate it had to take a campaign for people to recognize this, but we have to reinforce certain things across the industry. And those of us in media have to do even better jobs of highlighting that as well. But we already knew this was common But it's good that this is starting to draw awareness. So what are the particular benchmarks and certain goals that the campaign hopes to achieve? What are you guys specifically doing yourselves uh, with USCCA? Like, are you going to different cities, states, groups? Um, How exactly are you conducting outreach?
1: Kind of a little sprinkling of all those things, I think, would be the best way to describe it. Um, Again, our first go at it in Milwaukee gave us a really unique opportunity to go directly to the media and invite the media to come and sit down with us and have a real conversation conversation and hear the stories that we had to share and just have some real open, honest um, communication and, and thoughts and, you know, even memory dump, you know, we're all pulling from our own experiences and saying, you know, this is what happened. This is what I was thinking. This is what I was going through. And this is why it's so important and so applicable for our lives to be able to protect ourselves and our loved ones. So it's, it's eye-opening because again, it was just a, a different way of, of, of talking to people and it's still available on uh, online for people to watch. If they wanna see all those questions and answers, they can actually go to the website and pull up that video. It's very powerful information. But another thing that was unique from the Reality Check campaign, um, we actually set up in downtown Milwaukee, and offered a free training event. So, whoever wanted to learn more about self-defense or about their options for self-defense, or specifically about guns and about how to use them safely and responsibly, uh, we were just pulling people in off the streets, you know. And one of the questions I was asking folks is, you know, are you worth protecting? And I think that's where you find a lot of common ground and commonalities because very few people are going to look at you and say, no, I'm not. So that's a really great opener for this conversation and for this important education. And hopefully we get to continue this message and similar events all across the United States. We just had a chance to kind of sprinkle in some things with reality check at our USCCA Expo in Fort Worth, Texas. But we hope to just expand that to more opportunities so that we can have folks like Chris and myself and other folks that are just You know, from all walks of life and all backgrounds, standing up there and saying, this is why it's important. And this is why hopefully you will either listen, agree or become part of this community as well.
2: And for me, you know, one thing that's really important and impactful about the Reality Check campaign is taking control of the narrative of who gun owners are, what is the gun community all about and what do we stand for? And, you know, for me, you know, before winning Top Shot and becoming a Second Amendment advocate, I was an LGBT advocate, you know, for a good decade before that. And so in my 20 years of being an LGBT advocate, one thing that I learned is that justifying and explaining who you are is going to, it's a lifelong pursuit, right? There will always be people who misunderstand or misinterpret who you are or what you stand for. So for gun owners and, and the US, USCCA's reality check campaign, right, this is our opportunity, again, to take control of that narrative and speak the truth. Right? We can't let the other side talk about and define who we are when they don't know who we are. They they literally have no idea who we are. They make stuff up. And so we have to speak our own truth here and the reality check campaign is a, a wonderful campaign and a communications platform for us to do so. One metric in particular that I'm excited about to support through the reality check campaign is USCCA's goal of training over 1.3 million gun owners by 2025. So in a, in a four-year period million new gun owners hopefully get trained. I think it's a very, uh, it's it's an audacious goal, but also very attainable. And the reality check campaign is about reaching out not just to new gun owners, but even existing gun owners, right? Who maybe they bought a firearm during the pandemic, but they didn't have a chance to go to the range or maybe the range was closed or maybe their hours of operation were reduced and they didn't get as much of an opportunity to go learn and practice and train with their firearm. And firearms ownership is about training forever and ever, right? As long as you intend to use your gun, it's a perishable skill. You've got to continually get out to the range or study at home, dry fire, practice. So the reality check campaign is is not just a, a reality check on who the gun community is and who we aspire to be. But it's also a reminder for existing gun owners to keep your training regimen sharp. Go, go, uh, go to the range, and uh, also, you know, while you're at it, bring a friend or a family member and and help us expand the uh, the gun owning community.
0: And it should be expanding ever more. I think I just saw a Pew Research poll that pointed for the first time, I think ever, that public opinion is trending in favor of gun rights, which is amazing to see. And I can send you guys that if you're interested to to cite it and use it. But I think because of just the greater purchasing numbers, more people being aware and, and realizing it's a welcoming space that gun ownership is amenable to all Americans, regardless of where you live, what you look like, how you live, things of that sort. And for me, I think from a journalistic standpoint, we will see kind of the attitudes changing, but we still unfortunately encounter reluctance or misinformation about what gunners are, how the industry functions. But it seems like gun control, even with kind of the unfriendly uh, influences we have in Washington right now, it seems to be at a standstill. So what do you guys think about the future of gun control versus uh, probably the insurgent type of gun rights, maybe attitudes that people are feeling in this country? Are you optimistic? Are you a little pessimistic? What do you think will happen?
2: Yeah, for, for, I'll, I'll take this one first. Uh, you know, I, I I was a little, a little, um, this is what I'm looking for, a little shocked at this recent report that came out about two weeks ago by the Violence Policy Center, which was basically criticizing the National Shooting Sports Foundation mm-hmm. and, and criticizing me and, and other advocates for talking about Asian outreach in the firearms community. And the Violence Policy Center, it's a gun control organization, right? That publishes "quote unquote" studies uh, as, as as if you know they know what they're talking about. But what was what was shocking is you know they're criticizing the gun industry for reaching out to the Asian American population, and they're accusing me and others of uh, leveraging fear, right, that the pandemic has brought and and scaring. Asian Americans into buying guns, which is the furthest thing from the truth, and quite frankly, it's insulting and borderline racist. The, the The innuendo here is that Asian Americans aren't smart enough to make our own decisions, and that we're going to succumb to fear-based arguments, convincing us to buy a gun. That's not how. That's not how. That's, how, that's just like not what's happening. Right. In fact, it's the opposite, which is you have Asian Americans who rightfully are are afraid and And scared because there are these racist attacks against Asian Americans you know across our country. And they're looking for information, right? They're looking for help, evaluating whether a gun is for them. How do they learn how to shoot? What if they want to learn how to own a gun? Right? So the violence policy center's uh, study slamming the uh, the gun industry and, and and me for you know outreaching. Um, to Asian Americans, it's, it's, it's quite disgusting. You know, their, their position is more guns equals more death, right? So that's, that's sort of the, the crux of the whole study's you know, argument, if you will. And right, that's, that's, uh, that's obviously you know, not something that I uh, subscribe to and, and I don't agree with, but what's notable is this gun control group is, is coming after an industry for trying to be more diverse. Right, so the the irony for me is, well, I'm a diversity advocate, and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the firearms industry, the tech industry, banking, right? Like, I think diversity is great, right? And diversity everywhere in as many you know corners of our culture and our community is a good thing. But wait, right? It's the gun control groups are like, well, wait, wait. no, 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 no. Diversity is not good in in the gun industry or the gun community, and so I don't understand why they're not supportive of diversity in the gun community. So like I said, it's like, it's definitely walking the line of of racism, right? And, and basically, basically reinforcing this negative stereotype that gun owners are only white and they're male (laughs) and they're elderly. It's like, Hey, gun control advocates, like you're literally, you know, supporting this, you know, like not great stereotype about gun owners. And again, which is, not true. It's it's more, right? We're, we're, We're a larger umbrella, a bigger community than that. And again, back to the reality check campaign, this is about shining a light on the truth and we bring truth to and power, right? We bring power to our own truth by speaking about what we experience, what we see, and most importantly, what we know.
1: Well, and just to, just to kind of jump off something you said there, Chris, you know, it's very interesting that, So many folks seem to be against diversity. I know that as more and more women got involved with the with the firearms industry and with uh, just taking ownership of their lives and responsibility for their own personal safety. I think that's where the media or the anti-gun folks started to get really nervous because it's so much easier to kind of be against a stereotype and against a group if it's just one one segment or it's just white guys you know what i'm saying it's so much easier to say well they're not me so obviously i'm against it but now they can't say that anymore and they're scared i think they're really frightened by the fact that the gun community now looks like america i mean we we are literally every kind of person you can imagine and that's what's so cool and we're not hiding that fact anymore. And reality check is just one way we're bringing that to the surface and making sure people understand it. So like Chris said earlier, we're not just educating new gun owners. We're not just educating maybe gun owners who have been around for a long, long time. We're also just educating people in general. And maybe folks will choose never to own a gun. But if they become part of the conversation and they get to talk to folks like me and like Chris and like Kendra and and Jay and the folks that have been involved with this reality check program and this initiative, you know they might decide that, wow, I guess gun owners aren't like I thought they were. And that's a huge win. That's an amazing win. In addition to training those 1.3 million, who knows, maybe we reach several other millions and just show them that this is what gun owners are like. This is who we are. And kind of going back to your question now too, how this might relate to politics or legislation or, representatives and ugh, all the stuff that's going on, I'm encouraged, at least in the fact, that if we're getting this conversation started or we're continuing this conversation and if we're adding millions of new gun owners every year to the fold, I'm encouraged that maybe we can start making a, a stronger difference or a stronger voice in our own communities and hopefully that will later affect what's happening maybe on a federal level or what's happening in DC, because I know personally I like to use an analogy for myself. When I go to Washington, D.C., I feel completely lost. It's murky. It's, it's deep. It's dark. It feels like a vast ocean that I'm never going to be able to ever penetrate or make a difference in because I'm like a tiny little pebble. And you throw it into that murky, deep, vast ocean. You're not going to find it. It's probably not going to have much of an effect. However, each one of us can have a huge effect in our own communities with our own legislators, whether that's a, a local community, whether that's a school, whether that's for our own states. And I like to say we, we can be pebbles in puddles. And if you throw a pebble in a puddle, it's going to make that ripple effect. You're going to see it. You're going to notice it. And if all of us start you know, doing something about it, that's where I have the most, I guess, positive outlook is that perhaps here at home, we're going to make more of a difference. And that's the tie into the reality check, too, because we're going to the homes, we're going to those cities, we're going to those communities and we're taking our advocacy in places where maybe people have been afraid to go or maybe folks have overlooked or maybe they just hadn't thought it would make a difference and it is making a difference. And Chris, if they're already attacking you, that shows that we're doing something right. (laughs)
0: Indeed. Yeah, that's very important. And I think we've seen it with the recent defeat of David Shipman, amazingly. A lot of people came and uh, sounded off on how bad he was. And it took three moderate Democrats to derail his campaign. It wasn't trying to sway moderate like Republicans who typically vote for gun rights. It was Democrats who were, uh, supposedly on the fence about him too. And, and just to see kind of bipartisan disapproval of him was, was great to see. So that was because of regular people, advocates like yourself, good reporters like Stephen Gutowski, who exposed that and just people coming together. And I think we see this with comments coming up for, I think it's maybe the pistol, pistol brace rule. And there's some other things. So people, gun advocates have been putting comments to the ATF and similar agencies to voice their displeasure with rules changes too. So I think People are making themselves known even when they think there are roadblocks in Congress. So they're trying to prevent rules, making changes from infringing on gun rights as well. And with your involvement with Reality Check, I know both of you have separate involvement. So why don't you both briefly talk about that? I know, Chris, you've had a I actually when we first interviewed and met, I wrote about your great book uh, about new how to get new gun owners interested, the safety tips, things that sort. So why don't you both talk about resources and tips for new gun owners if you can? and groups for people to join. Go,
2: Chris, you first. All right. All right. I'll take this one. So I'm author (laughs) of a book called Shoot to Win. It is an an instructional uh, book for the new pistol, rifle, or shotgun shooter. Uh, A great forward was written by Katie Pavlich of of Town Hall and and, uh, Fox News fame. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, everything that I studied and trained to win Top Shot, right? And this it answers this question of how did I go from a self-taught amateur to a professional in a fairly short amount of time? All of the, the fundamentals of marksmanship are in Shoot to Win. So anyone who's interested in learning uh, how to shoot or learning how to sharpen your skills, my book Shoot to Win is, is great for all those purposes. Some other resources that are available are you know, training, a lot of training videos. Um, I partnered with the NSSF and we have uh, about 25 firearms one-on-one videos. Um, they're very popular. They've gotten, I think over uh, 12 million combined views over the past few years that they've been live. Uh, and that's available at nssf.it slash Chris. And that's all free. Free resources, so my way in the firearms industry's way of, of giving back and to help train you know that next generation of, of gun owner. And so you know, it, free information, free training, um, and, and I'll let Beth speak a little bit to, to USCCA's you know training resources, which I know are plentiful and they are rigorous and they are very very exciting. So I'll, I'll pass it over to Beth to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yes, uh, USCCA is definitely proud to offer education training and lots of resources from blog posts to magazine articles. We're known for, of course, Concealed Carry Magazine. And if anyone wants to go to US concealedcarry.com, our main page allows you to kind of dive into what membership in the USCCA looks like. And of course, if people are looking for training in their areas, you can get online and and search by your zip code or by a certain mileage that you'd be willing to travel. Um, I'm honored to be part of the, the training side of things, and I get to travel across the United States and teach folks, everyone from the end user all the way up through our instructors, and the instructors who teach instructors. Um, I wrote our curriculum, the Women's Handgun and Self-Defense Fundamentals, and also have been finishing up our Children's Firearms and Safety Fundamentals. So we're super excited to be able to kind of branch out and expand even more. And people are already teaching those types of classes all over the United States. So I recommend and encourage folks to check out usconcealedcarry.com to get details about what's going on in your area and what's coming up. And of course, the video that I was talking about for reality check, I want to double check and make sure I'm not making this up, but you should be able to go to uscca.com backslash reality check. And that will enable folks out there to kind of get a little more of Um, What we're talking about, you know, the folks that were part of the reality check and what our stories were and some of the great conversations we were able to have together in our very first kind of kickoff. So I highly recommend any one of those places for more information.
0: I will be sure to put that in the podcast show notes and also on YouTube in the comments below for everyone to to enjoy and to check out and read and both of you have been wonderful to speak with repositories of information any final thoughts before you guys send my listeners and viewers to connect with you on social media to check out initiatives and projects you're involved in
2: yeah i'd like to mention uh, one more thing so i'm a founding board member of a new gun rights organization called apa goa stands for asian pacific american gun owners association and this org was born out of the pandemic and in response to the spate of racist attacks against Asian-Americans, we've just had thousands and thousands of Asian-Pacific Americans across the country looking and hungry for information about self-defense, personal protection. Naturally, you know, guns is a part of, of, that, of that conversation. And as it relates to concealed carry, APA-GOA filed an amicus brief in the U.S. Supreme Court case that's asking this question of whether the Second Amendment applies to outside of the home and specifically to the question of, you know, is shall issue, should that be the gold bear standard across the country in all jurisdictions? Uh, I'm excited uh, that APA-GOA submitted this amicus brief in support of concealed carry you know, uh, concealed carry rights, you know, across the country. I live in San Francisco, city and county, and in San Francisco County, I can't get a CCW, which is ridiculous considering this is where I spend most of my time, yet I have concealed carry permits in three states as a non-resident. So how is it that as a non-resident, other states trust me to conceal carry, but the state that I was born in, the state that I live in, doesn't trust me at all. Mm-hmm. So that that is not equality. That is uh, something I hope that the Supreme Court changes in favor mm-hmm. of, of of gun rights. So APA G O A, we're, we're really excited to have been involved in one of these key democratic processes in participating in the United States Supreme Court case sitting before them, and hopefully, you know, in the next uh, few months, whenever they make a decision. Uh, that's the New York State Rifle Pistol Association versus Bruin case, and yeah, uh, you know, all eyes on that case. It's one of the biggest Second Amendment uh, Supreme Court cases in over a decade. So I hope everybody pays attention uh, to that Supreme Court case, and uh, hopefully it rules in our favor. Yeah,
1: and if I if I were just to add one more thing, that's just kind of. I, I guess it's part of what Chris was saying, go and join those organizations that are local to you or that speak to you or that you feel represent you. And they're fighting for us and they're doing a lot of the hard work behind the scenes and making a huge difference. I know that most of the states have their own carry kind of organizations um, like Bama Carry here in Alabama, there's Florida Carry, there's there's so many, I couldn't name them all, but go in and, and seek those folks out. And along with that, remember that it's never enough to own a gun. It's never enough to even seek out your concealed carry permit you have to go get training. Always, always look for the opportunities to improve yourself, to improve your knowledge, to test your skills. We've all already said it several times today, but it is definitely a journey. And I'm excited to continue my journey and
0: hope to see some of the folks maybe at a reality check event or at a class in the future. That's wonderful. And where can everyone connect with both you And Chris, Beth, where can everyone follow you, connect with you, learn more about the reality check campaign? You already dropped the link, but post your social media links, list those for everyone, please. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Everyone easily. You can always go to the USCCA's social media links. Um, If you want to find out a little bit about me personally and my involvement, you can find me on Facebook at pacifiers and peacemakers with Beth Alcazar. And also, I don't know why, but I'm Beth619 on Instagram. It was my birthday. It made sense at the time, but I'll post (laughs) stuff there as well. So I hope to see you all on
2: social media. Awesome. And then for me, uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, as well as Medium. I have some new Medium posts up about blockchain and, and, and NFT technology. Yeah. And rights, so firearms and, and the gun community. And my hi- my handle is uh, very consistent across all those platforms. I'm always at TopShotChris, and there's also my website, TopShotChris.com.
0: Chris, we'll have to come back again to talk about blockchain. I don't know much about it, but I think people would like to see that more. So we'll have to revisit again. And you should write Absolutely. about it because I think people would be interested.
2: My pleasure, yeah, I would love to chat more. And uh, like I said, it's like the tech geek and me and the gun geek <laughs> combined and collided in, in that, in that <laughs> blockchain uh, space. So yeah, I'd love to chat more about, uh, about that.
0: Wonderful. Thank you to both Beth and Chris for joining us on the podcast and the simultaneous YouTube broadcast. We learned a lot today and we are so grateful to you both. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you're following us on your preferred podcast player. We like to recommend Apple Podcasts because Apple is where most of it hails from. So if you head over to Apple, subscribe, some episodes, and leave us reviews it would be... We'd be more than appreciative of your support in that manner. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And you can connect with me personally on my social media feeds. All of the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram links that I have are all denoted by blue check marks really easy to find me so engage with me there i'd love to hear your thoughts if you want to recommend yourself for the show as a prospective guest i'm all ears to hear and sift through different inquiries i get a lot of requests and my schedule is also quite busy so you'll see guests come from me and i'm but like i said i'm always open to different guests coming on the show